it's Saturday! Wake up, it's Monday! What? podcast on the athletic network monday march 2nd i'm jay skeets and alongside me as always tass mellis hey everybody what's up tass we got the bearded one trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max back from his deathbed <laughs> lee ellis friends mm, and last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is and here we are thanks for joining us here on a monday follow us on social media twitter and instagram at no dunks inc you know, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week, as we always do. And in case you missed it, we released a new episode of Squad over the weekend, building our own franchises by drafting a city and a non-NBA brand slash identity and concession items and so much more. Uh, I know people that have already had a chance to download and listen to that seem to have had a blast with that, uh, debating who picked the best team mm-hmm. and then chiming in with their selections. So that one's up in podcast form as well on YouTube. And, and you should look at our YouTube page at No Dunks Inc. What were you going to say? Absolutely. And shout out to the Photoshop boys out there, Stefan Vasilev, sending in uh, recreations, basically, of yep. what our teams would actually look like, getting these things ready to submit to the league for official <laughs> expansion paperwork. Yeah, that's right. Very uh, exciting. And uh, speaking of that YouTube page, this morning, here on Monday, we released a, a special video from All-Star Weekend. We called it the rematch. Mm. Lee Ellis versus Kendall Gill it, uh, in a, in a three-point contest rematch of four years in the making. It was, yeah. What a great time it was. There was a little drama built into it as well. So yeah. you want to stick around to the end? Yeah, we won't <laughs> spoil it here. Uh, you know, go check out the video, and then maybe we'll talk about it a little later this <laughs> week. Poor Kendall Gill. All right, but it's a Monday staple on No Dunks. We look back at the NBA weekend. We hit you with our winners and losers. We ask you to do the same in the comments on the YouTube page or on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. Hashtag No Dunks. Uh, winners of the weekend. We'll start there. Trey, who do you have? Winners of the weekend, the number one and number two picks in the 2019 draft, Zion Williamson and John ja Morant. Let's go in number and chronological order. We'll start with Zion. Got a win on Friday against the Cavs, 24 points, three rebounds, became the first teenager to ever go for 20-plus points in a game in 10 straight games. And that wasn't even the coolest thing he did all weekend. Lost to the Lakers on Sunday. Tough for him. But 35 points, seven rebounds, a career high. And most important, had the Paul George moment with LeBron there at the end of the first half. I think he drove by Kuzma for the big dunk, had a big dunk in the lane. Then LeBron comes back right away and hits the pull-up three from 38 feet. It was almost the exact same as when Paul George and LeBron had their little uh, meeting of the minds during the playoffs. Paul George goes around LeBron, dunks, gets the foul. LeBron comes back, pulls up on Paul George. High five right yeah. at half court. I would yeah. like to see the high five, but I guess uh, LeBron and Zion weren't actually guarding each other for these plays. But that was really cool to see. Afterwards, LeBron said you got to actually be on the floor to actually feel the strength and the speed that Zion plays at. It's a hell of a rookie class. I'll tell you that. These kids are special, which is higher praise than he had the first time yeah. he played against Zion. I was like, I've literally never met this guy. <laughs> I've never met him. Yeah. I've actually never met him. I've never met him. He said it like five times. Yeah, but now that they've met, he's happy to say, wow, this guy is incredible because Zion is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're right, Lakers got the win with no Anthony Davis. That's yeah. the other part. I think Anthony Davis was avoiding playing Zion Williams. <laughs> <You're> ducking <laughs> him. like, oh, that guy's a bully. I don't want to play him again. I'll sit this one out. But yeah, Lakers got the win. Okay, Zion, but then it paired with... My with number John two, Moran. man, number two. Yeah. 
John Morant got a loss to the Kings on Friday. Tough. 20 points, 11 assists, 3 rebounds, but then broke the losing streak, 5-game losing streak for the Pelic- or, uh, for the Grizzlies, broken on Saturday against the Lakers. 27 points, 14 assists, 6 boards Huge game. for Ja, who then called out a Twitter hater. <laughs> After the game, he said, the losing streak, I felt like I could have been better in a lot of places, and I'm thankful for this guy that tweeted that said, I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do i prove people wrong each and every night so if i'm a grizzlies fan right now i'm just tweeting the meanest stuff possible Uh, at john morant obviously he's gonna read it obviously haters inspire him he said his dad was his first hater and now the guy is dominating in the nba this seems to be the way to go i mean the grizzlies lost five straight made it for a perfect race for the eight seed now we've got three teams two and a half games out this is exciting to watch, so get your mean tweets in, Grizzlies fans. He even then added the guy, Daniel Greer, and said, appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, this guy is stockpiling any sort of slight, anything anyone says Gotta about it. Gotta find that motivation exactly. wherever you can. Hey, listen, a huge important win over the Lakers, yeah. uh, especially when they're in this playoff race against the Pelicans. That was huge, but uh, yeah, I love John Moran. I, lo- I love how he, he does use that uh, motivation to go out there and seemingly prove doubt is wrong he's doing it already in his first season you know you mentioned he did it already earlier this season and uh he's fun to watch and he's backing it up so good on him i thought it was interesting going back to uh the lebron zion non-meeting meeting lebron always says no we've never met we've never met even though they've walked by each other many many times there's an interesting article on the athletic by joe varden uh that talked about LeBron seeking out MJ and Kobe earlier in his career, looking for that mentorship, and both MJ and Kobe gave him the sort of the cold shoulder, the Mm -hmm. tough love, never really uh, extending any sort of conversation to him, and LeBron doing the same to Zion. I guess the the difference is, as Joe Varden wrote, uh, Zion's not really seeking it out like like LeBron was from the from the ageless ones in MJ and and Kobe, Uh, but uh, Zion's just doing his own thing apparently. All right, the number one and two picks. Getting a winner of the weekend in Trey's eyes. Who do you have, Lee? I'm going back to a particular game, and it was Saturday night's Rocket-Celtics game in Boston. An incredible game. Went to overtime under pretty wild circumstances. The Celtics were down by three. Jason Tatum gets deliberately fouled, so he goes to the free-throw line. Okay, knock in the first one, and then maybe try to get the, the, the put, you know, the miss deliberate and get the two-pointer to extend the game. But instead, he clunked. The first one. Right. So it kind of like basically almost took them out of contention, really. Right. Something crazy had to happen, and it did. Because Tatum just threw the second one off the rim. It, it sort of made its way out to Jalen Brown, who hit the deep bomb to send the game into overtime. Marcus Smart was kind of involved oh, there, yeah, he was. as always. Uh, he's just an incredible player. Uh, but then the Rockets able to sort of overcome that little adversity by by the fact that they had to play the extra five minutes and won the game. Overtime wasn't actually that great. It was a little bit choppy. But Russell Westbrook was incredible in this game. Once again, had amazing putback dunk that we used to see a little bit more of from young Russ. We're at young Russ. We don't see too much of it these days. Uh, but the Rockets got a, a pretty big win, pretty important win for them. And... Uh, yeah, well, great game. Just one of those fun Saturday night games. That, you know, it's not quite the same as the uh, Steph Curry one that we that the anniversary was last week when he hit that deep bomb against the uh, Thunder a few years ago. But just a, a game where the Celtics led this one big and then this crazy Rockets lineup found their way back and Robert Covington at both ends of the floor. He's been an incredible pickup for them. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays... 
kind of like power forward center, like gets a lot of blocks, got does really well on the defensive end, and then he's hitting these threes for them because James Harden didn't have a great game in this one. But another case of when when the Rockets threes are falling, when everyone sort of is really making that defense impossible to uh, get settled on when you're the when you're the Boston Celtics. It's that crazy experiment that seems to be working. Yeah, no, and, this uh, was an awesome, awesome game. Yeah, it was one of my favorite games of the year to watch for sure. And um, and and again, I, I talk about Russell Westbrook there. Uh, do you think Russell Westbrook of uh, him as a sweaty guy or a non-sweaty guy? <laughs> wow, I usually only think of him in terms of dog or cat. Yeah, um, I'm going sweaty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's something going on. Russell Westbrook has stopped sweating. <laughs> you look at him immediately after the game, and there's barely any perspiration barely on him. And even throughout the game, him. and I've noticed this a couple of times recently watching the Rockets, because I always see him not quite Kevin Garnett-like, but at the free throw line, it's usually dripping off his face. He stopped sweating somehow. Huh. Huh, maybe he's stopped drinking water. <sighs> I don't know it's what it healthy. is. You want to you want to sweat, do you not? Is I would think so. Yeah, but, but maybe maybe that's what it is. He that he's figured out if I stop sweating, then I keep my energy up and I play better. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. Anyway, well, speaking of Westbrook, I thought you had uh, one of the hottest takes I've seen uh, from the regular <laughs> season. Uh, you know, I saw the video going out, and you were sharing the idea that Russell Westbrook should be in consideration for Most Improved Player. Mm-hmm. I was like blown away by this take, Lee. Now that's a hot take. Now, you're someone who uh, has a, a pretty strong opinion on this award. Yeah, I don't like a second-year player right. having any right at winning of the sword. You right? like to have a player who has clearly improved his game more so well, than necessarily I just, I just like... I just think it's silly if we're like, oh, wow, that rookie improved. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens with 99% of them. And I understand there's the jump and the difference in some players taking it to the next level. But the second year, I hate. Third yeah. year, I'm a little more like, okay, I get it. But it's about the same, isn't it? Yeah, it's either it's second or third year for a lot of guys. Okay. How about 12th year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and for a guy who's a former MVP and who's... Well, that's uh, the crazy part of this. Like, yeah. how, are, how can you convince me <laughs> you, that Westbrook has improved? I just think by watching him play yeah, yeah. and the role he's played, the way he's playing, to me... This is much more effective basketball than any of those years where he averaged a triple-double because watching him was just like he's going for the triple-double. Now, the impact he's having on the Rockets, he is putting them, honestly, within contention, in my opinion. And and I've been someone who said the Rockets are not a contender all season. But the way he's been playing these last six weeks, I'm starting to change my opinion because it's working and so much of it has got to do with mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. taking advantage of his athleticism and matchups not getting into these stupid shooting contests with himself basically he still takes the odd you know quick shot but that's fine he's the way he's the way he's been performing he's sort of allowed to do that now because it's there's more um, substance than just style to the way he's playing so obviously he's not going to win I have no question that he's not going to win this award because this is not what it's designed for but I just feel if you're looking at the overall impact he's having on his team and the way he's playing I think he's this is a better season than he's had from his last three seasons at the very least he made it possible for the Rockets to play this way and you know with Mike D'Antoni being the coach you kind of always look for the minor players that he's going to turn into a significant role player or somebody who's going to get a surprisingly huge contract you wouldn't have thought a guy who is a one-time MVP a multiple all-star an all-NBA player would be able to find another avenue to have success in his career but uh he He's been incredible, as has Covington, as you mentioned. I think he has also made it possible for the Rockets to play this style. He's averaging one 1.1 steals per game. That's not great, but 2.7 blocks per oh. game would be second in the NBA if it was over the course of an entire season. So between 
him being a rangy defender who is able to protect the rim and P.J. Tucker being a stout defender who can handle the big guys. They don't have tall guys, but they got guys who play the big position the right way for the NBA right now. It's fun to watch. The interesting thing for the Rockets is since they've gone to this centerless basketball they're beating teams by an average of almost 20 points at the three-point line every game. So does that change in the postseason? Are teams ready to guard the three-point line a little bit more in a series? I would think so. I would think that that number at least like shrinks by half or something like that. But that's, that's why they're winning. Teams aren't ready to play this team. I'd like to give a winner of the weekend, no surprise here, to the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis specifically. Uh, another perfect weekend for Milwaukee. Friday, they dismantled the Thunder, 133-86. to 86. It's a good Thunder team that they just dominated. They hit 21 threes in that one, Milwaukee did, held OKC to under 37% shooting. Then on Sunday, they followed up uh, with a much uglier victory versus Charlotte, in Charlotte versus the Hornets. Now, the Bucks couldn't hit a shot to save their life in that one, but they got the win, 93-85. They held the Hornets to 35.3% shooting from the floor, so even worse than they did, uh, or OKC did against them on the Friday. Both of those games without Chris Middleton, their all-star guy, uh, who's great on both ends of the floor and had been on fire for the last month and a half. But Giannis in those two games averaged 36.5 points, 16.5 rebounds, 6 assists, and shot over 62% from the floor. And uh, you want to talk about barely breaking a sweat. I mean, how many <laughs> minutes did he even play? The combined minutes was like something like, I don't know, 65 or something. So he scored in basically every way imaginable over the weekend pick and rolls and fast break dunks and the jumpers and, and at the line getting there and it's 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 wild um though i will say this about the bucks i think we need to put a moratorium on the idea of like we're not talking about the bucks anymore because everyone is talking about the bucks or at least every piece of nba media i'm consuming in terms of either listening to it watching it or reading it are talking about the bucks yeah, this but is everybody a leftover just keeps take. saying we're not talking about the Bucks, but we are. It's a leftover take. Uh, yeah. We weren't talking about yeah. the Bucks when they won 18 straight games. Right. They were not the biggest That's story fair. in the league, but uh, the Bucks are getting better. Their first 20 games, they lost three times. Their second 20 games, they lost three times. Their third 20 games, they lost twice. And one of them was to the Pacers right before the All-Star right. break. That's a hilarious loss to look at now and be like, oh, this is the one game? Maybe that you didn't give 100% effort? Uh, but yeah, people are talking about the Bucks. Giannis is locking up the MVP. And we got beefs. You got to yeah. love to see... A player versus yeah. player beef. With James Harden and Giannis. And yeah. I, I think you saw that on Friday night against the Thunder. I think Giannis absolutely went out there with that sort of uh, chip on his shoulder, saying, oh, I'm not that skilled. I mean, it's, it's all sort of blown out of proportion to yeah. some degree. And Giannis even has now sort of uh, tried to, you know, put sand on the, fl- on the fire uh, yeah. there and try and put it out because he's like, you know, I'm just working on my game and we're moving on. <laughs> uh, which is a bummer because it was sort of a nice little back and forth. We had oh, it was great. Here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I think the problem is that Giannis or that James Harden looks at himself as a sweaty guy. He finishes the game. That guy's dripping with sweat. And then you see Giannis. He plays 25 minutes and has 41 points. Like it's no big deal. And he's not sweating. Yeah. It's like, man, that guy, that guy should be a little bit heftier. <laughs> Add a couple LBs, start sweating out there. These two uh, teams do play, right? Yeah, very at the end soon. of March, yeah, in, in, a, in a couple weeks. You got the Rockets and the Bucks. So uh, maybe it'll be reignited a little bit there in terms of their. Uh, I don't know, disdain for each other. It seems yeah. legit real oh, to yeah. me, too. Yeah, and uh, it goes yeah. back a few years. Yeah, absolutely. To, you know, hard and upset that Giannis, like, won the MVP and and then and then Giannis with a couple jabs at him around the All-Star game mm-hmm. and, and even after the game. And then Rachel Nichols asked Harden about all that and he doesn't hold back with the whole, like... But he didn't see it either. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> they never see it. They yeah. never see it, but they have got to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody loves this because, yeah. uh, you know, it's fine. A lot of these guys are best buddies, um, you know, at times even on the floor, it appears, like we just talked about with, like, a LeBron and, and all the young guys. But uh, it's every once in a while you like to have uh, two elite superstar players that – Maybe don't care all that much for each for other. Sure. I'm, for sure. I'm loving it. I think everybody is. Yeah. Yeah. It all stemmed from Giannis during the All Star draft saying, Nope, not drafting James Harden. I want someone who can pass. That was a real comment. And it only got brought up to him weeks later to James Harden. It only got brought up to James Harden weeks later that really got things going. Yeah, James Harden never saw that. But the, never but, saw it. that. That was the first time he heard of it from Rachel Nichols on ESPN. Right, but the, the the counter to that is Giannis only made these little jabs at Harden because of all the talk of the year Giannis was winning an MVP from the from the Rocket side of things, mm. saying, "Oh, it should be Harden. It should be Harden. It should be." Yeah, Harden. he said he had the narrative yeah. over the summer. Right, mm-hmm. and there was a, a video that, that someone dug up Giannis and Harden going at it, and I think it was Giannis's second year. Uh, Harden bumped him to the floor. And Giannis got up and, yeah. and got in his face. That was a nice find, whoever found yeah, that. That super, was a long super time ago. Super young-looking Giannis. <laughs> People are going for the deep dives now. Yeah. You also got the one where, like, Giannis is posting up on maybe the left side of the court, and he whips, like, a right-handed pass underneath the hoop, and it just blasts Harden in the yeah. face like a total by chance, but it works perfect for this beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, oh, we, uh, that's great. We, yeah. we meme-teamed that one, right? With, uh, <laughs> oh, the, yeah, it was uh, honored that week. With the uh, MVP trophy yeah. as the ball bouncing off Harden's face, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so, okay, but the Bucks uh, a winner of the weekend, and, yeah, I think everybody's talking about them they're they're a title contender they're at the top of the list and they look unstoppable even when chris middleton is even playing they're picking up w's um and they're just and Giannis is just next level right now and he's winning mvp i love this little sort of push we got going here for lebron i get it the guy's putting up 30 point triple doubles in his 17th year it is amazing and his team whenever he's on a team and uh he's healthy they're title contenders that's cool you know gentry talking about this after the pelicans game but there is no way that Giannis is not winning MVP this year. He's going to win it. Not a chance in hell, especially if they're – I mean, not even if they hit 70 Especially because they're not going to drop off the last 20 games. Probably not. Because they don't. Unanimous? Well, that's the only question to me. I actually don't think it will be. I think someone will throw a – Throw a LeBron couple at LeBron. Yeah. I do, uh, but I also I, I don't really care all that much no, either. No, it but, does but, feel like LeBron is number two though, right yeah. now, yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than Harden. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I I agree with that. And a part of that is Westbrook. It is Westbrook. It, it yeah, and and Harden's not wrong. You know, a year or two ago, like narrative plays a part. I mean, it plays a massive, massive part. With Absolutely, this. and it is right now. Honestly, too, we're yeah. saying it's March second. The MVP is locked up. Yeah. But you agree with that? Unfortunately, yeah. 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 He's just been that good on the best team. In, one of the best teams we've ever seen regular season. Yeah, one of the best teams we've ever seen. That 40-point win on Friday, as you said, over the Thunder. Their third 40-plus point win this season, which is tied all time for the most in a season. A lot of teams have done it. And there's been another team this year that's done it, surprisingly. Who's the other team that's won three 40-point games this season? Plus other, 40. other than the Bucks. I know won. the Raptors have not the Raptors. Done it a couple times. No. Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks is right. Wow. Nice. Because they have, they have the best offense in the league. Uh, so they, they mop some teams. Could be the best offense ever. That's kind of yeah, surprising. Yeah, it was for a while, there. It yeah. was, yeah. It could be. for It could be. It's true. It's weird. Any worry that uh, the rest of the Bucks are uh, struggling right now? They got by the Thunder and the Hornets with the rest of their starters shooting 30% besides Giannis. Any worries? Any worries that this carries over two mo- six weeks from now? <laughs> I mean, a little, right? Like, Brooke Lopez is shooting 28% from three, and he has been off all year, but his contributions on the defensive end have really filled in where he was going to be. But come playoff time, I mean, 
you're going to see the pack to paint. You're going to see, let's build a wall and make Brooke Lopez beat us, then rather have Don Giannis dunk all over your heads. But, uh, I mean... Lopez wasn't great in the playoffs last year, I don't feel like. Uh, Marvin Williams just got there. He's only shooting 31% with the team. So just like the Rockets could get hot and win a playoff series and go all the way to the finals, the opposite could be true for the Bucks, right? I mean, is George Hill going to shoot 50% from three in the playoffs? Mm, maybe, right. but also maybe not. And then also the flip side of that too is how they play defense is, well, we're going to give you a bunch of sure. things. Is it that far-fetched to think one of these teams uh, in a seven-game series, uh, be it in the East or in the finals, like – just catches fire for a couple of games and, and hits a open, fairly open looks that you can get again. That's what the, the defense gives you and knock them down, uh, you know, hit 18, 19 or something in a game. It, 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 it's possible. I mean, I always go back to the, the Raptors versus Cavs series uh, where the Raptors were feeling good in that series against the LeBron team. And it was that year where the Cavs, like, they just couldn't miss a yeah. goddamn three. Like, even Casey was like, I don't know what we can do. <laughs> like, we're doing the right thing in playing a LeBron team but they just can't miss threes right now. I mean, it felt like J.R. Smith never did, missed yeah. one in that series, yeah. and, and that happens. But I still, uh, I would still, as of today, be taking the Bucks' chances to go to the finals, just the way Giannis is playing alone. I mean, even he's just carrying them to wins at times when the rest of the yep. team isn't even playing that well because they have a great defense. Uh, yeah. Who do you have, Tess, as a, as a winner of the weekend? Well, free agent Dion Waiters has to be a winner of the weekend. The Lakers are the best team in the Western Conference by a significant margin. Deion Waiters was suspended three times this season, earlier this year with the Miami Heat. And the Lakers still want him. He is working out on Monday for the Los Angeles Lakers, according to ESPN. Again, suspended three times. Edibles. He said, uh, I'm sick. Put out a photo of him hanging out on a boat. <laughs> he was traded, and then he was released by the Memphis Grizzlies. He's making $12 bucks this year. He's making $12.5 bucks next year. His contract was not invalidated uh, because of that boat situation or edibles it's cool <laughs> to take edibles as, as an NBA player that's totally fine you won't get your contract invalidated and again he's working out today for the Lakers you just mentioned J.R. Smith so is J.R. Smith yeah. apparently those two guys one of them is going to be brought in and I think it's Dion Waiters okay. uh, because they released Troy Daniels the Lakers did who is uh, you know way down on the depth chart for their team as a, a three-point shooter but they want somebody who can handle a little bit more and get kind of hot. And I think the key with those two guys and Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith is that they wouldn't be bringing in an unknown commodity. LeBron has played with both of them. Uh, J.R. Smith obviously won a title with him in 2016. Dion Waiters played with him uh, with the Cavs briefly. And so even though they wanted a ball handler, you know, somebody could dribble a little bit more, uh, I think. One of those guys is going to come in, and I think it's Dion Waiters. They're not going to wait around for any longer. Like, Tyler Johnson is available. <laughs> nah, but I don't think they're bringing yeah. Alan Crabbs available, Anthony Taller's available, Jamal Crawford's available. Uh, but I think they're just going to say, let's just do that. Let's let's get it on here, Clippers. Clippers, you sign a Markeith Morris, we'll take a Marcus Morris. You sign a Reggie <laughs> Jackson, we'll take a Dion Waiters, and let's fight. Let's let's battle. They're ready. Pretty even. Yeah, I mean, it is it is pretty even. And the, it, the chemistry is always a worry. It's always a worry with a great locker room. But I think that known commodity with LeBron is is key to this whole deal. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what sort of shape Dion Waiters is in because he uh, didn't seem like the sort of guy to me who was like a total workhorse who was getting keep himself ready. But maybe he is. Maybe he's going to keep himself, give himself this shot because you're going now to a situation where you could win a championship after barely having played this season. So, But I would say about the, the Miami Heat situation, most people thought, 
oh, he's done with the Heat. He's not going to play another yeah. game for the Heat after he took those edibles and was suspended a billion times. But they still put him out on the floor, despite yeah. having a deep, deep roster. Right. They've got so many guys. They didn't need to play him, but they he went out and played. This is his second meeting now with the Lakers, so there's something going on. And that's something going on is they didn't get anybody better. Mm. Uh, but they're going to take a shot on the younger version of J.R. Smith, I guess, because he's probably five years younger or even more, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. So I don't think it's going to be Jr. even though they've won Well, together. I think it's just Jr. is unknown because we just don't know what type of shape he's in, right? Yeah. That's the real question to me. I, I actually think Jr. would be given the edge over a guy like Deion Waiters, you know, having proven before in the playoffs series. To LeBron, and, yeah. And to LeBron mm-hmm. that he can step up in big moments. But, you know, it, felt, it feels like he's been away from the game for a little chunk of time here. And you're right, he's six years older, I think, uh, than Dion Waiters, if that comes into play. Maybe that's a good thing for him, though, too, you know, being the, the vet. Um, but we'll see. There's They should just have a shootout. It should be like Kendall Gill versus Lee Ellis. Just like <laughs> live stream it. Yeah, let's you go. Get some eyeballs Who hits on more that? shots? No doubt about Whoever it. hits more shots, you're on the Lakers. Get you Swaggy get... P in there as well, then. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could make that a pay-per-view now. I'd pay twenty nine ninety nine to watch that. <laughs> Swaggy P, JR, and Dion Waiters in a shootout. You tell me we uh, wouldn't put some money 100%. I, I think it should be a three-point shootout followed by a dunk contest. Okay. I don't know if Dion Waiters, not much of a dunker, but the other two are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd love to see that. And also, a quick shout-out to Troy Daniels. He got waived, but he did make his last shot with the Lakers. A oh. deep three at the end of that blowout against the, the Memphis Grizzlies. What a way to go out, one for one. <laughs> yes, it is buyout market yeah. uh, season here in the NBA. Tass listed a lot of guys there. Yeah, and somebody can pick up Troy Daniels if they want him to win a championship. Who else? There was another one you didn't name. Uh, Jordan McRae, I guess, is, oh. a, yeah. is now available. He's going to the Suns, Looking apparently. Like the sun. uh, and then along the lines of like a JR or a Tyler Johnson, uh, Shumpert, right? Is he is Shumpert in the mix he's, still? He's, he's out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just hanging. Who wants a shump? Uh, all right, a few more just, um, I guess, mini winners of the weekend, if you want to call them that. The Clippers, uh, I, I think we got to give one to. Two wins over Denver uh, on Friday night and then Philadelphia on Sunday. They uh, somehow survived the Shake Milton experience, oh. <laughs> held on, got the six-point win. Hey, the, the, the Clippers hate playing day games. We, yeah. have, we have learned that. They are not good at the uh, earlier start, but they got the victory anyway, putting up a ton of points, 136 there on Sunday. And in addition to the Clips getting those wins and – Got a nice little win streak going here, four in a row with all their healthy guys back, Patrick, Patrick Beverly and Paul George, everybody in the mix. Steve Ballmer is in advanced negotiations to purchase the form in Inglewood, California, um, because they've been caught up in the courts. Uh, Ballmer and the Clippers have, you know, trying to trying to build a spot, trying to build a complex in the Inglewood area, but... Dolan, who owns MSG, of course, in New York, also owns the form his company does. Uh, they're saying, no, you can't build here as well. That would be conflict of interest and all that. So they might, it looks like they maybe have determined maybe the best way to do this is just to buy the form and then either just, you know, keep it and rebuild another one because it wouldn't be a conflict then because you don't both or rip it down and build mm. it there. Clippers, uh, you know, Balmer has talked about this for years. He, we got, he's like, we got to get out of the Staples Center because it's Lakers. And then it's maybe the Kings in the NHL, and then it's us. So they got to blow up the forum then, right? Yeah, that's a, Laker, that's, that's exactly. a Lakers building. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> that's yeah. Still and, a I, Lakers and I building. think that would probably be the plan. I mean, I would guess. He wants to build a state-of-the-art, you know, like 18,000-seat yeah. basketball yeah. arena. Yeah, I don't think you could renovate the forum to bring it up to that standard. I wouldn't No, think. I, I don't think so. Again, yeah. you would either keep it for <laughs> Have just... you seen photos of it? No. Yeah, yeah. not going to happen. You would keep it either for concerts, which yeah. is what it mainly does now, um, and then you would build also your, your, your Clippers uh, arena, or yeah, you blow it up and... Uh, you have a chance right to blow up a piece of <laughs> Lakers history? Yeah. Yep. Go for it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder what like Lakers fans would prefer, or what would hurt more, to see Balmer blow it up, or to have the Clippers play in it. Mm. You know, I don't know. Pro- I mean, probably would... blow it up. No, they're, blowing you think it. So? they're blowing the poop out of that yeah. building. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> yeah. they play in a building where they have to look up at the Lakers banners, and then they cover them with the yeah. giant murals yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Clippers players. I mean, this is an, a fantastic opportunity. It's also a fantastic opportunity for Steve Ballmer to recreate a viral video. His former viral video is him on stage yelling, developers, developers, developers. <laughs> He's a, he's a sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's a great opportunity to uh, create a video where he's yelling, real estate developers, real estate developers, real estate developers. He's going to develop a cool arena right yeah. there oh, in, he, in mean, England. Sure. You, uh, you, you tweeted yesterday about uh, is he going to build an arena like he's Voldemort or something? Like, because this photo, the score you yeah. tweeted is just perfect. <laughs> so he's Ball. using like black magic to try and build a something. Uh, yeah, but he has long, like, the Clippers have long been regarded, like, that third tenant in the Staples Center. And even Arnovitz's article on ESPN, you know, pointing out that the Clippers receive a smaller share of proceeds from suites and club seats, and they have lesser say in the scheduling. Like, they're just, like, given the leftovers. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. here's when your games are. And I'm sure they don't want any of these, more of these day games anymore because they've proven <laughs> they stink during that. So, yeah, um, th- this looks like it's eventually going to happen. These are advanced negotiations. Balmer buying the form from from Dolan and then he can do whatever he wants with it blow it up or just put another building beside it it's interesting that the Lakers actually have a lower attendance this year than the Los Angeles Clippers the Clippers are at 100% capacity the Lakers are at Mm. (laughs) 99.6 they have have 100 less people going to their basketball (laughs) games but they probably make a bajillion dollars (laughs) more than the Clippers. I I think so. A few other mini winners. Andrew Wiggins finally won a game. Let's give it up for Wiggins. Get that congratulations music. He had lost, okay, Wiggins had lost 20 consecutive games because he had lost 13 when he was with the Wolves before the trade to Golden State. And then he and his squad had dropped another seven straight. So he was up to 20, but he got that victory over the weekend. He shot a, I think he shot like a cool six for 20 in helping his team beat the Suns. So he finally got a W. It happened on Leap Day, though. Yeah. Did it really happen? Ooh. We'll look back. February 29th, he did not win that game. Ooh. It didn't last long either, the celebration. No, 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 no. They lost uh, again on Sunday, did they not? <laughs> um, and I want to give a winner of the weekend to the Kings. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings are still alive. They're holding on to playoff hope. They've won eight of their last 11, two wins over the weekend. They went into Memphis. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, as you said, um, you know, they got that victory over the Grizzlies. That was big. That was a close one. I thought he played fantastic, Fox did. They followed it up on Sunday, rallying to beat the Pistons by six. They were down. I looked at the score, like, early on Sunday there at one point. It was like 23-4 to four Detroit or something yeah. insane. But they came back, and they got the victory. And now they're tied, the Kings are, with the Pelicans for the ninth spot in the West. Uh, they're 26-34. and 34. There's something like three games back from the Grizzlies along with the Spurs. So there's three teams chasing Memphis. Kings are still there. I think people are sort of looking at the Kings and, and they're, they're benefiting a little bit from people like, ah, oh, they're out of it. And it's, you know, another bad season in Sacramento. But they're just keeping themselves alive to eventually fall out anyway. Oh, how <laughs> dare you. Oh, Harrison Barnes has to shave, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. He's got to shave. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. The Kings are still in it. And uh, it's nice to see Fox, you know, back in there and, and again, playing really, really well. Reminding everyone that, uh, hey, I'm also a pretty good, young, talented guard. And uh, maybe you can carry them in there. Beating Memphis is a hell of a game to get. That's a whole game you're gaining there by beating the team ahead of you. All right, let's get to losers of the NBA weekend. Who wants to get us started? Who's got a juicy one? 
Well, I don't know if I should say it with a couple of Raptors fans around oh, me, but okay. uh, it was a rough weekend for the Raptors. Now, loser yep. implies that you're a loser, that you've done something <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> the Raptors the Raptors always seem to struggle to beat the Hornets in Toronto. I don't know if that is actually correct, but it just feels like it. Remember Jeremy Lamb had that hit that half-court bomb a couple of yeah, years ago? Yeah. Uh, and now on, uh, on uh, Friday night, the score was tied with a couple of seconds to go, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson fouls. Terry Rozier before the ball is even inbounded yeah. and Rozier hits a free throw and then the Raptors go on to lose that game now sounds like a loser to me yeah but it and, was and like prior to that the Raps had two good looks the, the Raptors had good looks but Kyle got the offensive rebound went to the corner yeah I mean it, it's fine you know you're going to lose a couple of games from time to time uh, but that was a bit of a unfortunate one looking back at it I thought Hollis Jefferson fouls him but it's a pretty harsh way to lose the game I think as well I, I didn't think it was too egregious myself right. but anyway that happens and then they go to Denver and this is always a tough place to play yep. but they're shorthanded severely shorthanded no uh, Gasol still no Serge Ibaka and no Fred Van Vliet but we have seen throughout this season so many times someone from the Raptors bench just steps up like it's Chris Boucher or you know Terrence mm-hmm. Davis whoever it is that just didn't really happen this game Became a blowout, but really wasn't a blowout until the last couple of minutes. The Raptors were oh, within, Raps put up a fight. Yeah, they were in, within punching distance with about four and a half minutes to go, and then the wheels just sort of fell off a little bit at the end there. Uh, and Denver also played a great game, I thought, in this one. I thought uh, Jamal Murray was was brilliant again. Jokic had another triple double, and Jokic looked aggressive early on. The, the Nuggets were hitting threes; they couldn't miss they in the hit first, the first nine. Yeah. Didn't they? Um, so, the, but the, the thing is for the Raptors now they've dropped three in a row. Um, so this is. Uh, this is just, They're still somehow holding on to second uh, yeah, spot. Yeah, the Celtics losing, of course, yeah. on Saturday night helped their cause. But, uh, you know, the Raptors have been very resilient this season when faced with injuries. And I like Kyle Lowry after the game. You know, someone said, how tough is it to play? And he goes, you just got to play harder, man. No excuses. And I like that mentality because I think that holds them in good um, stead, I guess, come playoff time, knowing that there's no excuses for this team. Mm-hmm. They learned last year playing without Kawhi Leonard. Doesn't matter. We still are a very, very good team. Uh, OG was great yesterday. Had seven steals. He uh, he's very, very. He's a, he's a Kawhi light at times. Yeah. At times. The ball hawking <laughs> skills. Um, so yeah. So I, I give the Raptors a loser just because they didn't win any games this weekend. But it's not. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm hey, not saying. Nicely done. I'm not saying. You're not writing them all, their chances no, off of no, no, getting no. out of the first round or something no. like that. Uh, no, that's fair. Siak- Siakam in the fourth quarter last night too was just he couldn't sort of get his usual. You know, they were going through him, and he wasn't able to... to uh, he had a horrible game. Yeah, he certainly had a horrible fourth quarter, I thought. That's, and, um, that's the worrisome part, is yeah. Pascal Siakam struggling against good teams. Yeah. It's happened all season long. He hasn't been effective as a number one guy. It's, it's kind of expected. Hey, this is his first foray into this role. But that's the worrisome part for this team mm-hmm. going forward. Not that they lose to the Nuggets without a center, really. Uh, they're starting Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson against Nikola Jokic. <laughs> You're in bad shape. Right. Uh, that just That's not going to work out. Yeah, but they, they outworked the Nuggets. You know, they kicked their butt in fast break points. They were trying to shove it down their throat, and they were. But in the half-court execution, uh, the Nuggets were doing that. Uh, they're, they, they won that game because they're just they're more talented top to bottom with all those injuries, the bigs and Fred Van Vliet. So, um, Paskey. Paskey is the issue. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. I think uh, good news on the uh, injury front is Gasol was uh, working up a sweat to bring it back to that, <laughs> um, you know, pregame. So I think he's pretty close to returning. Yeah. And, and they, they need to get him in here for this little, you know, home stretch. 
as you head into the playoffs, you got. I mean, I know they're all comfortable with each other because he's been there for a while now or over a year. But uh, you got to get some reps in, yeah. and then Nurse got to get a little more comfortable, even though he'll change them on the fly and all that with the with the rotations and who's playing when you start to shorten it down a little bit. But yeah, I, I'm not. You know, as a Raps fan, not panicking despite the losses, um, because they don't. You know, they're missing their three of their best players. That, that yeah. is very, very tough. It's similar to what was going on with the Clippers in a way when they were without some of their key guys in Beverly and George and out of the lineup and other guys. Like, it's like, yeah, they're oh damn, they're on a three-game losing streak. Well, don't worry when their guys are there. They're, mm. And they're the Bucks was one of those out. losses as well. So yeah, 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 know, yeah, they, yeah that's right. Um, yeah, so okay. They're, they're at the Suns next, so there's a chance for them to at least uh, get back in the W column there. Well, we'll see. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. All right, who do you got, Trey? Winner, a loser of the weekend, excuse me. Well, Trey Young has made it a habit and made it his signature dribbling play to nutmeg guys. He got R.J. Barrett this year, Ricky Rubio, Will Barton. He got James Harden in the All-Star game. But one man he didn't get was Trevor Ariza. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Felt like a Simpsons episode. Old man yells at guard. Trey Young <laughs> tries to go through his legs. And Trevor Ariza gives him the Robert Ori body Boom. check. Eerily reminiscent. Basically the same hit. Uh, sends uh, Trey Young flying in. Uh, to Trey's credit, it seemed like he's like, okay, yeah. he's pretty mad at me. Yeah. I'll just chill out a little bit. Afterwards, though, uh, Trevor Ariza had one of the most boomer quotes of all time. He said, uh, he told Jason Quick of the Athletic, I told Trey Young, don't do that again not to me at least i mean i would never made an all defensive team or none of that shit. and he's an all-star so he can get by me in creative ways he can get around me but all the like funnies i'm not with the funnies <laughs> i don't like the funnies what a quote he doesn't like the comic like section the of the paper how old is this guy i looked it up he's only 34 but this sounds like it would have been said in 1934 like the it's funny. Funny. i'm not with the funnies it's funny because after the game immediately they went and sort of talked about it oh, ariza found him but immediately ariza like it was being played off like ah you know what happens on the court stays on the court but i felt ariza grabbed him and yanked him in there as if to say you know don't do that to me again well, oh, I, oh no, 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 no. I think, I think he yanked to... him in there and found him and seeked him out immediately after the game to say, hey, man, like... I'm not with the funnies. Yeah. I'm not with the funnies. And, like, <laughs> Trey Young's you know, 21, you know, he's like, what? In a way to apologize <laughs> yeah. for the, maybe the uh, a little the, extra the hit. But, yeah. like, also... You know, we're not doing that to me. You can yeah. do that to your Will Bartons <laughs> and your Ruby. You're not doing it. See, I, I was um, I was conflicted. Like, I didn't know where. Uh, I'm glad you put him in, in the loser here, Ariza, maybe because of the quote more than anything. But like, I was like, is that a winner of the weekend? Also, yeah. in a way, I sort of like the idea of like, you're not doing that to me. Like, I don't mind it. Like, it's uh, it's you know, like okay, you got clown, but I'm not letting you buy. I don't care. Yeah. Just because he's old, though. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I guess, yeah. So, I, but but then I also see it from the flip side. Like, come on, man. You maybe uh, you're. He's also looking not looking that great. <laughs> yeah, right exactly now. right. So, what do you think this does then for Trey going forward? Does he maybe stop doing it, or does he go back to keep doing it? You no, think? It's... Or he picks his targets like he's going to go for a, <laughs> a younger guy, not a not he, a vet. He checks their ID before he does it. Uh, yeah. uh, excuse me, are you with the funnies? Oh, I'm with the funnies. <laughs> Bad choice, my yeah, friend. Yeah. <laughs> See, like Dwight, I think Dwight would be okay with oh, it. Oh, he's with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, but he's a vet. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I know. You know. I, yeah, I don't think it actually. It's more the uh, the the personality of right, the player, less right. the age. I think right. of the particular player. Like there are going to be some guys that are going to be offended by that yeah. and just don't want to be embarrassed like that. So hold on, who likes getting the ball put through well, their legs? No, not likes. I guess we're, <laughs> they can take it though. They can take it. Yeah, yeah, is the better way to put it. Where some obviously Trevor Ariza <laughs> cannot. He literally is like, I'm about to get clowned here, and I'm going to be on House of Highlights. <laughs> he was on anyway. So, he was on anyway, yeah, but he's part. also like, uh, no, we're yeah. doing this in my way, so uh, I'm just going to body check into the front row.
front row. And you're right. I thought uh, Trey Young handled it like, perfectly. It. He's like, if you don't want me dribbling through your legs, I won't. Just yell at me. It's fine. <laughs> Knock me over. I'm all right. I'll get somebody else the next game. Somebody yeah. with a sense of humor. Okay, that's a great one. That's a fun loser of the weekend. Tass, who you got? Uh, well, LeBron James a loser. Huh? What? I thought he was great this weekend. He was. Um, but there were a couple internet-worthy moments in a negative way, just like getting the ball putting through your legs. LeBron, nasty, nasty flop. When Dylan Brooks hit him on Saturday, he flopped like a madman. He touched, Basically, LeBron's crown got touched where you know where there's his hairline starts at the three-point line and he flailed backwards like he was hammered and unfortunately for him this clip is going around in super slow-mo so it looks like there's like a two to three second delay there's like a beat beat whoa he flailed uh-uh uh it was quick but it looks terrible also on sunday late in the game i think it was about a minute 30 left lebron one of the smartest players in the history of basketball goes to inbound it and just starts walking in like he's playing a pickup game. He didn't inbound it at all. And so the uh, the old crossing the baseline <laughs> whistle, don't see that too often. The weirdest uh, whoopsie and, of all. And the best player of all time to ever do it. Yeah, I no loved uh, Doris Burke on the call for that one. She, like, she was going crazy. She's like, wow, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. with the brain fart. Yeah, the weekend whoopsie, the yeah. ultimate whoopsie. Yeah, that was weird. But it happens to the best of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. LeBron, a tough loser of the tough. weekend. Uh, he, despite, he was pretty good. Hey, he's MVP. He's MVP. How can he be a loser? Ooh. He didn't even – well, he lost on Saturday. I mean, there was a pretty <laughs> big difference between losing LeBron on Saturday and winning LeBron on Sunday. Like, he just showed oh, up man, from yeah. tip yeah. on Sunday, and he was chilling out on Saturday. Was it the fact that it was a nationally televised game? Perhaps. Versus Zion again. Zion. Yeah, and Zion. Yeah, there was that a big – That fires him up. But they're 8-0. On the second night of back-to-backs, that's, that's good. pretty sweet. Pretty yep. sweet for the Lakers. They uh, they bounce back no matter what happens. Few uh, mini losers of the weekend here. Let's get them in. Scotty Pippen. He admitted on Friday that the dunk contest judges messed up the final round scores. Uh, this is Pip. Quote: We punched the scores in and they came up wrong. We thought we were going to give them both a tie. Now this is Pip was on the five judge panel with Common, Wade, Pip. Candace Parker, Chadwick <laughs> yeah. Boseman, um, and and Pippin. So he says, like, and this is now the second time we've heard this sort of account from what happened is that the judges were planning on tying. You know, Gordon jumps over Taco Fall, they'll give him a 48. That'll tie him with Derek Jones Jr. We'll probably get like sort of one more round here, or there'll be some way to decide. But uh, he wouldn't. Pippen wouldn't call out who specifically it was. I, I sure th- still think he's leaning towards Dwayne Wade, but he wouldn't name him. Um, but Pippen said the judges entered their scores, and then they sort of noticed the mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were locked out of the system. Like once your score's in, I don't think you can go start changging it. You couldn't it's a no alter take your back number. system. Yeah, and then uh, you know mm-hmm. Gordon was a forty-seven. Derek Jones Jr., you win the dunk contest. That's why the, you're saying the judges should just have the... Uh, oh, no, there'd be so much, like, yeah. well, putting them up and yeah. down, looking, yeah. oh, no. Nah. <laughs> okay, so Pippen going in on that. Steph Curry, what happened to that? Loser of the weekend of the Warriors for lying to us. Liars. Uh, Steph Curry was reportedly set to return on Sunday, uh, coming back from the hand injury, but the Warriors, I guess, wanted to give him more practice time. Um, Kerr told reporters that you know Curry hadn't done enough scrimmaging, so in a statement released by the team... 
Curry is set to practice with the Warriors G League affiliate, the Santa Cruz Warriors, today. And uh, his date to return is still undetermined. A lot mm. of people think uh, a little later this week, maybe a Thursday matchup um, that we could see Curry. But that was a bit of a bummer. You know, I was all excited for Sunday, and exactly. then he wasn't there. You want to get a scrimmage in, play the Wizards. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> good point. And then final one, uh, loser of the weekend to the Woe Boy Committee of One. That is myself. It was sort of next to impossible to try to figure out who should win Sunday's Woe Boy. And here's why. Listen, listen to these lines from Sunday. And, and, and the pressure that I had on myself. <laughs> My ears are perking up right now. To one yeah. of these gentlemen to, to give the honor to. Giannis, 41-20-6 in less than 35 minutes on Sunday. Porzingis, 38-13-4, six three-pointers made in five blocks. OG Ananobi has said it, career high, 32 points, seven boards, three assists, and seven steals. That's very, very rare. Jokic, 23-18-11 versus the Raps. LeBron, oh yeah, that guy, 34, 13, and 12 versus the Pelicans. And then Shake Milton going for 39 on 14 of 20 shooting with seven threes. Whew. I mean, yeah. I ultimately went with Porzingis because that is, uh, that's super rare pairing that many three-pointers with that many blocks and then that many points. I, I mean, I don't, there is a, I don't, I'm not even sure if anyone in history has even done that line. 38 points with. Yeah. You know, six three-pointers made in five blocks. That is uh, He's the only one who's ever done it, I thought. Is it? Is that true? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I so I ultimately so. went with him, but, I mean, you can make a case for all those crazy, crazy lines, man. It's crazy. Have Has the Daily Ding handed out their line of the night? They usually yeah. do one. Mm-hmm. They, has anybody listened to the Ding? I mean, they I have, they have handed it out, I assume. I did. I, 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 I dig it up dumb. in the shower, and I didn't have that long a shower this morning, <laughs> so I'm not sure I got to the end because mm. uh, they do it at the end. You're right. Um, I think I don't know why somebody something maybe I heard it at right at, maybe I had it kept playing but I think Shake Milton got it from somebody I don't know Big was I think you're right or somebody gave it to him so Shake Great Milton's lines. nickname originally was Milkshake Junior because his dad was Milkshake so now they just call him Shake <laughs> Milkshake Junior is a pretty cool nickname oh, wow, too <laughs> Milkshake Milton Wow, yeah, that's... Kevin Harlan tried to pull it out on a broadcast a few weeks ago when, when uh, ESPN was doing uh, a Sixers game. <laughs> Especially because he can, he's, a, he's, a little, he's a small guy. He can yeah. shake people. Yeah, this is a – I mean, he went for 39 on Sunday, but he's had like three really good games yeah. in a row. Yeah. He'd be cool. I mean, we, it'd be nice to see Shake with Blake Griffin. <laughs> shake and Blake. <laughs> shake and Blake. <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> that would work well. There's something there. Match him up, yeah. Uh, you never know. You never know. Hopefully. Pistons might need a point guard. Yeah, right. <laughs> it might be Shake for all we know. Okay, so those are our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Who did we miss? I know you'll let us know. On Twitter, hashtag NoDunks, at NoDunksInc, or let us know in the YouTube comments as well. JD, Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. So, during our episode of Squad over the weekend, we touched on the subject of the Detroit Red Wings fans uh, throwing octopi, octopuses, which is it? Probably both. (laughs) Onto the ice, uh, which sparked a little bit of a weird exchange on Twitter. So the tweet of the night is, uh, is actually at a Twitter exchange. Huh. So uh, the it all started off with at Space Fun Mars tweeting, just found out from No Dunk Sink about this hockey thing where they throw octopuses on the ice. Uh, that's pretty messed up. People do know that the octopus is one of the smartest animals on Earth, right? Stop doing that. 
Then he tweeted a video of an octopus escaping from a jar, which, to be honest, is was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> except, weirdly, at the end of the video, the, the octopus stays in the jar. Like, it screws off the lid, and then it simply just stays in the jar. So, oh, weird. Uh, likes it, yeah. Yeah. Or, or how smart is yeah, it? Well, yeah. who knows? But then, at non-existent replied with a picture of what looked to be a delicious grilled octopus with the caption, <laughs> yeah, and they taste delicious too. What a waste. To which Aaron Cooper added, if they were smart, they'd figured out a way not to get caught and used for sport. <laughs> and then oh uh, Space Fun Mars jumped in again and said they need to stop voting Republican then. <laughs> Which is, oh, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> then, Mighty Rubber tweeted, they're also one of the biggest asshole animals on Earth, and I eat them happily because of this. And finally, uh, Space Fun Mars re reply replied to that with, people are worse, and we unfortunately don't eat them. Just a wild exchange wow, on Twitter. Totally, there's so much going on there. I, right? I, so I guess to, to sum up, <laughs> octopi, fascinating and delicious. Yes, yes. And, I mean, I mean it's almost throwing it. Forget about being upset because you're throwing them onto the ice because, come on, that's an intelligent animal. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, what are you doing? You're wasting good octopus that we could eat. That's because I can't imagine you can, I don't know, you're going to throw that out of the rink and then somebody's going to grill that up? Yeah, I Well, think it's on ice. It's fine. Yeah, it's maybe, yeah. maybe it is. I t technically, I think you could because I think I kind of fell into a bit of a rabbit hole. The preparation, part of the preparation of bringing the octopus into the arena is to boil it first so that it's not so slimy. Oh, wow. So it's already sort of blanched for you. Okay. And then they throw it onto ice. Yeah. Throw a little salt and pepper on there. And then if I'm the Zamboni driver, I'm just collecting those up and throwing them right on the grill. Wow. Right, right, right <laughs> out back, maybe, right? Maybe, yeah. I'd say quite often an octopus is a little tough <laughs> mm -hmm. if yeah. you're having it. I think just a little, a couple bruises, a couple lumps that it takes getting throng thrown onto the ice, not a bad thing at all. Tenderized, yeah. 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 Not at all. Huh. Absolutely. You fell down a, instead of saying you fell down a rabbit hole now, we're saying you fell down an octopus jar. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. cool. And I, I unscrewed the lid. And, the octopus jar here. <laughs> and I right. stayed right in there. All right. Wow. One of the weirder tweets it of the night, weird. but that is a great exchange. Yeah. Great, great stuff. Speaking of jars, did you see that Kraft peanut butter? See what they did? Yeah, I did see that. Less this. than a week after we talked about, uh, you know, we had the debate about smooth peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter, and then I threw out the idea, like, why don't we just have a jar where, like, you have both of them, and you can, like, pick and choose and make it however smooth or crunchy you want. Kraft Peanut Butter comes out and drops that jar. <laughs> Were they just waiting for a podcast to sort of chat about it and then, like, it was we're good to go, we're good to go. Yeah. Release, release. <laughs> <laughs> somebody said it, somebody said it on the podcast, we got to get it out there. That was amazing. And Kraft Peanut Butter, by the way, is uh, that's a Canadian company. So I, I don't think they have that down here in the Yeah, States. I was going to say, I didn't know they Kraft don't? Peanut Butter. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they do. A lot. I saw a lot of people confused by that. Like, what is that, a Canadian thing? That yeah. sucks. I was getting excited to get that jar. I'll to get the to jar? Get, uh, get my brother to fly me down the jar. <laughs> Pretty ingenious the way they did it. I was not expecting that. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, in my, you know, uh, what would you call it, plans for this jar, I had it more <laughs> like it was split down the middle. Yes. One, uh, one lid that an octopus could take off <laughs> um, and that you'd have it split on each side. Yeah, you're right. Kraft coming with double 
double ends double turnies yeah, yeah like uh, that's a you think the middle wild. You, the middle doesn't have a separator or is that just like oof the sweet spot where the creamy and the crunchy meat oh. I hope it's that wow. I, I hope, hope it's that, that too I hadn't even thought of that Right. So I guess we'll never know unless JD's brother flies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get him a, a I'll, He'll bring a case. He'll bring a case for me. Oh, man. All right. So great tweets going around this weekend all around. Okay. Pick them. Not results. Just a straight up pick them tonight because we didn't do one on Friday because I had already lost February. I will be paying it off. I mean, I don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> I, have, I, think, I think we're leaning in towards uh, uh, Eat an octopus. licorice whip. Ooh. Uh, oh, you get, want me? get out of a jar. Get out of a jar. <laughs> well, you already put me in a box once for a pickup. Yeah. yeah. Um, last well, call for submissions, I would say. Okay, we last call for submissions, and, and if we're doing a licorice whip, uh, we got to get those those foot long Twizzlers, and maybe just wait until the end of the week when it's supposed to get a little nicer out here. Uh, it's supposed to rain for the next couple of days. I can't be getting whipped in the rain. <laughs> no so way. True. Uh, but anyway, yeah, get your suggestions in if you still got a good one. But we're starting it all over, boys. We are into March. What is our game tonight? We're all at 0-0. Big one in the Eastern Conference. The Bucks at the Heat. Heat getting three and a half points at home, so they can lose by three or less if you're picking them. It's on NBA TV. They are a great home team. They're 25-4 and four at home, but... Giannis. Giannis is balling 40 and 20 on Sunday. It's a back to back for Milwaukee, but that was a very, very early Sunday afternoon game. Quite so true. That's mm. like 32 hours in between games. Um, Middleton, I think he's probable to play. He's sort so? of a late scratch on Sunday. And what did he have? Like a sore neck or something, I think. Chris Middleton yeah, has a yeah. Uh, yeah, neck. I tried. He's got a neck. Chris Middleton, bracket, <laughs> neck. I tried the neck guy around here, so I thought he would be up to speed on it. You know? Turtled up today, boy. Uh, yeah. Bucks at heat, plus three and a half. What do you got? Bucks. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's yeah. a, it is a back-to-back for the Bucks, so you're thinking maybe this is one they lose, but they just smashed the Raptors in the same scenario a week ago. <laughs> oh, Miami. <laughs> wow. Miami. Oh. Okay, Miami to cover. Yeah. Uh, give me Milwaukee by three and a half. Uh, if anything, I just think, like, the Bucks have had two, you know, or, sorry, they're coming off that Charlotte game where they didn't shoot the ball well. I just don't, I don't see that happening two games in a row, especially if Middleton's back in the mix. So, yeah, I think Milwaukee covers. Yeah, they've two games in a row they're, they're struggling, or their starters have struggled. Right. So, um, even though they've won six in a row, they've been playing well. The Heat are four and six over the last ten. But I'm taking Milwaukee. The Heat beat Milwaukee in the second game of the season. Ooh. That's something Giannis has in the back of his brain. He doesn't forget. He doesn't forget. All right, Trey, the only one taking Miami and the points. Everybody else has Milwaukee to win by four or more. Good luck to everybody. Uh, make sure you guys check out the other great podcasts on the Athletic Network. Count the Dings, Back to Back, Hoops Adjacent. There's over a dozen team-specific shows featuring a number of your favorite athletic reporters. I'm actually going on one of them a little later today, the Raptors podcast, Raptors Reasonableists, with uh, Eric Crean and Blake Murphy. You're one of the most unreasonable guys I know about the Raptors. <laughs> hmm, this should be interesting. Might make for a good podcast then, so uh, keep your eye on that one. If you're not a member of The Athletic yet, what are you doing? Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, JD just reminded me. Octopodi, Octopodi is a fantastic animated short. It's so cute. You should watch it. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.